Hi, Amanda. Hi, Kristen. Ready to start part four of Big Dreams, Daily Joys? Into the blue. Let's get <laughs> it done. Yeah. All right. Today we are going to be reading pages 138. Well, I guess it's start page four. Part four starts on page 136. So we're going to be reading pages 136 through 145. Yeah. And talking about you got to do the work and rejecting the inspiration cycle. So, to get the work done, you got to do the work. Oh, that's what it does. That's what it takes. Yeah. I will admit, though, I have fallen into the trap of writing it in my planner, thinking about it all day means that I've done it. I will fall into that trap or like the fact that I know it's on the to-do list and I walk around and do everything else, but it, you know what I mean? I, I fall into it. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things of, this is where Instagram can get us in trouble again mm. of thinking, well, it looks so easy. Why isn't it easy for me? Mm-hmm. And it's not easy because, you know, things don't just magically appear. Right. And I feel like we see everyone's feedback once it's done and not the feedback of starting. If Right. And, and like, we know this because we've put out a podcast once a week and now a book club once, you know, we've put out a show. Mm-hmm every single week for more than two years now mm-hmm. we've done the work it's you know it is work it is showing up it is that more right. than anything it is showing up and putting in the work and when people ask us you know like well what do you, what does it take to be good at podcasting or to have a successful podcast the only thing it really takes is doing the work. Right. And it feels so good to post a graphic of a show and say, hey, out now, check this out. This is great. I love this. This is done. <laughs> but, you know, and so people get that sense that it feels so good to be able to do that. But so that's what everyone wants is that feel good to feel good feeling of, I put this out, but no one wants, like, what did it take? It took me rushing home, you, you know, clearing your schedule, us up all night. Us, like it, it, no one wants that part because the feel good part is the, Hey, this is launching today. <laughs> well, but I think the thing is, is that people don't know that that's the thing is that that's the yeah. thing they actually do want. You're right. Or that but- that's the thing it actually like they take advantage that that could also, that that's just part of the period. Well, and right. And like, this is, we could compare it to like parenthood because neither one of us have kids. Right. But we both know that all of our parent friends and older people who we know that are parents will say that the best thing about kids is also the worst things about kids. <laughs> yeah. Like the, the things that they do that annoy the crap out of you. Like the things that they do, like when, especially older parents whose kids have grown, they'll be like, oh yeah, the moments that they were little, like stupid shitholes are the things that like, we're all, are, are, are like so endearing now. And like, yeah. 
we can say the exact same thing about the podcast. You know, the times that you labor over it, that's what makes it worth it. And like, you don't know that when it's happening, but you know that afterwards. Yeah. And like, even while it's still happening, you know, afterwards, or, you know, even while you're still in it, even while you're still doing it, even while you're still making a podcast, even while you're still being a parent, you can look back and appreciate all that work that you put into it, even if you didn't want to do that work at the time. That is so true. I feel that with the kids in my class, like day to day, I'm like, these crazy kids are going to be the end of me, like literally the end of me. And then on the weekend, sometimes I'm like, I miss those crazy nuts. Like, you know, and then you just like miss them and every, and all like the chaos because it is, but like, I get it. It's true. I agree. But so yeah, you got to do the work. I like how she related it to the book. I like how she related it, kind of segueing in. She talked about the inspiration cycle a little bit, did she, with um, – well, maybe it wasn't here. But when she, she, she ends up talking about plants on fabric and how just like – was it in this section or did I go ahead? You went ahead. Oh, never mind. But she talks about her pizza. Right, and her right? the bread. Yeah. Right, the 40 loaves of bread, right. Right, and that's, that's what I'm trying to do with the pizza. Yeah. What we talked about. It's not about making the perfect pizza. And this is what I've been saying the whole time. It's about spending each Friday working on making pizza. Yeah. Because only through spending time each Friday working on making pizza am I going to figure stuff out about making pizza. Yeah. Yeah. She talks about NaNoWriMo. Right. And, yeah. and there's a bunch of people I know who have done that. And, oh, you know who did this? Uh, Katie Rose, who was on the show. And I think yeah. Katie Rose said that, was she the one who says that she's only finished it once? But she's done it, like, so many times. I could be wrong. If it's not Katie Rose, it's one of my other friends. I feel like it was her. I could be attributing that. So, Right. Headache Kristen is here today. So if I'm misattributing this story to someone, I apologize profusely. And if it is Katie Rose, then yay for headache brain getting it just correctly. Um, But she learned so much just by doing the work as well as possible. Yeah. Which is the same with daily pages, which is, you know, this project that I work on every day. And this new thing that I'm trying to tell everybody is, you know, every day can mean something different to everyone. Mm -hmm. You know, you get up and you go to work every day. But, you know, what is that? For most people, it's Monday through Friday. For some people, you know, you get up and you go to work and it's Tuesday through Saturday. Some people work, you know, retail or service. And so their schedule is posted whenever. So maybe it's Monday at five and then it's Tuesday at seven and then it's Thursday at two and seven. And so if that's what your daily pages schedule looks like, cool. Yeah. And 
that goes like perfectly into this next thing that she says of reject the inspiration cycle. And I think, I, I don't know if I've ever seen it put so perfectly here of like, don't go on the internet and then go to your scrapbook table and try to be a really good scrapbooker. Mm. Because if you just looked at the best scrapbookers and now you're like, okay, now I'm going to be amazing. Odds are you're not going to live up to that potential because you aren't that potential. Like if you just watched Michael Jordan, I don't know how old we are now. I have Michael Jordan in my head because of a (laughs) Kobe memorial where he cried and was Michael Jordan memeing, which is the (laughs) most perfect, self-aware, wonderful adorable thing on the planet but like i mean if you were you know 10 year old us and then you watched michael jordan shoot layups for an hour and then you try to be michael jordan for an hour you're gonna fail yeah and i yeah we done right yes instead of like you know just go and shoot layups for an hour you're gonna be better instead of just wasting your time watching michael jordan shoot layups yeah. And I think not only the inspiration of someone great, you know, knowing that you can't live up to the great, but also the feeling like that inspiration and motivation you get has to be present to get the thing done. For me, that was like, because I've heard this 150 times in therapy, in therapy and recovery and treatment for my OCD, for my anxiety, how many times have like, or, or me, I can't even say you and audience, like personally, I have, anxiety has gotten in the way of me, like my, basically my, the professional who gets paid so much money, I, I don't even have the word, like I'm trying to think of it, but he, he, it's like, how often do we rely on how we feel to get things done? Like I have to feel right. It has to feel right. Going like basically OCD and, and anxiety, like going with your gut on anything is an incorrect thing to do because your gut is constantly telling you false things. So relying on feel, like feeling as Feelings are irrelevant. If you feel good, great. If you feel bad, who cares? Like the feelings are irrelevant. It's the agenda and the gatekeeper part of you that wants to get something done that has to get it done. So I think that's kind of what this rang true for me. It's like when you get inspired or you sit down to do the thing, if you're not like on a cloud with like all these like bells and whistles feeling when you're starting it, it's like then you think you have to go get more inspiration. So this right. to me rang true with the therapy is that to, to, have a, to live a therapeutic life, you have to just stick to your agenda the best that you can. Motivation, no motivation. Right. You need to be like put into a place of comfort in order to create. And like, if that's the case, then you're not creating from a healthy place. Right. It's going to be uncomfortable nearly all the time. Right. And if you want to grow as a artist or as a creative, you need to create when it's uncomfortable to create. Because it's irrelevant, the feeling that you feel while creating. If you feel great about it, that is awesome. Right. But that's temporary. Like, and it won't always be there. Right. So it's irrelevant, right? Exactly. And you can't always 
you know, you're not always going to be able to jump on that feeling of, oh, okay, I feel great now. Let me go create. Right. Or, you know, oh, okay, let me, you know, oh, I can't create now because I feel bad. Right. Because then, you know, we know that seasonal affective disorder is real. We know that anxiety and depression is real. So then are we relegating creating to only people that have, you know, that don't have disorders? That's, that's, right. that's not allowed. Right. You no, know, full stop. Right. So exactly. We have to disassociate our creating from our emotions because they are not relevant. Or and, our starting. Right. And, and of course, it is completely different from I can't get out of bed. I'm so depressed I can't get out of bed, sure. so I can't make it over to my desk, so I can't create. That's, that's sure. not what we're talking about. Right. There is, well, that's like, a, that's like an right. actual. Crisis mode. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> totally different. Right. But if it's I need to get, you know, I'm so in it. If it's, a, and I, I'm addicted to the way that I feel when I create because creating makes me feel happy or I need to feel happy to create, then that emotional bond needs to be severed. Yeah. Cause I mean, I feel like I've done my best creating when I've been sad. Some, like I've done my, I know for a fact, I've done some of my most inspirational work when I've been heartbroken, but, but, the starting, like I still got started because my agenda was to craft it. Yes. Not, not that I had to feel good to craft it or motivated or actually I was very motivated because the heartbreak needed to come out, but whether or not my agenda was to make it. And, and I think one of the things is when she talks about, and, and this reject the inspiration cycle is we see things that are you know, on our phone, we see things that are on the computer and, you know, we then associate that with the catalyst to create. Mm -hmm. And then we no longer have any other catalysts to create. Mm -hmm. And that's not okay. That's a good point. Yeah. And like you're saying, you know, obviously you have this other catalyst to create. And if we have other catalysts to create, then this is not, you know, part of the inspiration cycle. Then of course, you know, there's nothing wrong with having Pinterest boards, with going on, on uh, Instagram, with getting inspiration on social media, but it's just when the only f- way you find yourself creating is right, bef- right after you get off social media. Right, right. And she says too, she goes, we all contribute to the inspiration cycle. We all consume the inspiration cycle. But I love that, like this whole book to me is her giving us back agency, right? Or her empowering us that we can recover our own. So she says, we all consume it. We all contribute to it. But the important thing to, to control, I guess, is to control the ratio, right? Right. So that's like the, that's, that's the piece that she's letting you own for yourself. So like, right. instead of it being maybe... 50 50 it's three to one or something you're con- create you're um contributing to the inspiration cycle three out of and only one hour of it is consuming so i like that she did that she's like she's not telling you not to feel inspired but she's saying you have to do more creating than consuming yeah 
Right. And I love it. And I love that she has here this, you know, handling the highlight reel. Yeah. Which is something we talk about constantly. Yeah. Yeah. I love that first line. You can't talk about the inspiration cycle without talking about the highlight reel. <laughs> but I love, she kind of says that like, this is what we're all doing. Even her. Right who is writing this book about, you know, she's like, I'm choosing the stories to tell. And I love that. That's what we do. It is what we do. And just to be aware of it. Right. This is the stories that we tell are the stories that we choose to tell. And this is one of the things that I try to also talk about a lot with, you know, when I tell people, you know, your story matters and choosing to document your life you get to choose what you document. It's yeah. the same as what you get to choose when you're putting up stuff on social media. You know, you don't have to put up every single story. You get to choose just like you choose what photos you put up. You get to choose what stories you document. You get to choose what sentences you leave in or put out in your journaling. And that's what you know, this is. Yeah. And when you're consuming inspiration, you can't neglect the fact that other people are making those choices too. Right. So if, right. So if you are, you're not viewing someone's streamlined experience, you're viewing the choices that they're making to share of their experience, but it's all, all of it's wrapped up. So I, I think that that wraps around to the point of like, people are also uncomfortable at times. So you shouldn't just rely on this feeling of like comfort to do anything. Right. And that like, even though people's lives seem curated and like everyone's doing it with out any help, that's not the case. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things is that people are constantly self-censoring. Yeah. And not even necessarily in a bad way. Right. But it's just... Well, you've said this before. That was one of my favorite things you've ever said is you don't have to tell the whole truth to tell the truth. Right. Exactly. Like yeah. you don't have to talk about every single moment that happens in your life to, and like, you don't even have to talk about every single second in your life yeah. to be authentic. Right. And, and we can talk about things on, on the show without getting into, I don't even, like, how? Well, this is kind of the same thing that I talked about when I said my therapist told me, um, what are you putting as the headline of the newspaper? So, like, you could put that I had, I made this great thing, even if you had a sad day and still be authentic because you're choosing to make that the headline. Well, right. And so, like, I did a, a, a shares video 
on the new medicine that I take. It's not that new. I've been taking it for a year and a half now, but it's still, it's still the newest one. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's an injection medicine, so it's different and blah, 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 blah. And for the most part, it's great. But there are some side effects. And for the most part, you know, some of them are a little like TMI. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I don't lead with that. Right. Like, headline, sometimes I spend a lot of time in the ladies' room because of this drug. (laughs) Right? Like, right. But also, like, that's when you take a lot of medication, like, that's generally your life. Sure. Is it messes with your digestive system. So, shrug emoji. Sure. But, like, that, it could be the thing that you lead with is, like, this drug sucks. Let me tell Mm. you why. And also, like, that could be the thing that you, like, totally lead with is, let me tell you about my bathroom habits. Mm. But also, like, why? Like, why would you do that? Like, are you trying to be, like, that sincerely authentic? Right. No. Right. No one needs that. Yeah. So, right. So the choices you make to share are not necessarily to not share the unprettier parts, but at the same time, you're choosing to make the good things in your life the headline of the story. (laughs) And, like, if anyone wants to know about, like, what it's actually like, then, like, we can DM, but, like, my brand and, like, my personal brand, not even, like, are you Kristen? But, like, my, like, if you come to my house brand (laughs) is not necessarily to, like, sit down and, like, talk about, like, bathroom stuff. Right. So that's not what I'm going to talk about. Yeah. But, like, it is a part of the medication. Right. And for the most part, it's like literally the only side effect for the medication. That's not, I mean. Right, no. It's literally like it, and the only, like the only part that really messes with me is like when I also have period cramps at the same time. And then it's just like, it's just I mean. It's too many things. It's so I know. mean. It's I just know. like, mmm. Yep. That's not, it's just not nice. Yeah. So, but, like, that's not, but, like, right. Not talking about that stuff, like, on, like, Are You Kristen Shares or on my regular Instagram or somewhere that isn't, like, the, our niche podcast here mm-hmm. is, and also, I mean, I'm talking about it so vaguely. Sure is it's not being inauthentic right it's it's being authentic to me i'm still being authentically me by leaving out parts of these stories because that's just how i am as a person and as a person who consumes your content i don't think that that part necessarily doesn't exist or that there wouldn't be complications of the medication. I'm understanding the choices you make is like, that's not what you want to share social medially. Like, but right. I'm but I like what you do share would let me know if I ever wanted to see that or like there would be a more appropriate place to 
talk about that. Right. Like I feel like, but that's what I mean. Like highlight reels are that, but we're conscious that they're that because we do them too. Like I just liked how she kind of also took them out of like this devil's place. Like, you know, I feel like highlight reel has gotten a bad rap <laughs> in the past. Yeah, and I Maybe think even from us, like, I don't know. <laughs> well, and I think it's just something that you need to be aware of that's happening. And I think we, we yeah. don't give ourselves the grace of reminding ourselves that it's happening all the time. Yeah. I love the image on 145 because I think that just sums it up the way we never could in words. Like, it's just like the way the desk really looks like with the post-its and the, you know, the plant in the, in the real desk is on the calendar. Like it isn't some like beautiful, like succulent on this side. Like it is true with the mailbox so full, like it's that overwhelmed, like, you're right, like, this sucks feeling. I know, those plants on the desk always piss me off. It's <laughs> like, there's no light on your desk. That plant is not, like, right. Right, right. I love it. Well, mine is, but it's fake. Well, right. But. It's like, that's either not a real plant or you're a bad plant mom. <laughs> right. But, I like. I will judge you. Yeah, so it's, like, hilarious. But so, like, I love that. And, like, I love the desktop with the, all the, the, the icons. Yes. All <laughs> the icons. So many emails. Yeah. Yeah. All the post-its. Like, yesterday, like, this morning's coffee, all cold, 10 coffee cups. Like, it's so true. Like, the bulletin board with, like, all the things that you want to get to. Yes. It's perfect. It's perfect. This is fantastic. Okay. So, next week, we are reading... 146 to pages 155. 146 to 155. Cool. And then after that, we will finish up the book. <gasps> Say it ain't so. No. Our next book is good, though. Yes. So if you want to pick up the next book, it is Lisa Congdon's Find Your Artistic Voice. Find Your Artistic Voice. Or Thank finding. you. Finding your artistic voice. Awesome. Fantastic. Wonderful. I have it right behind me and I'm like, why can't I think of the name of this book? Cool. So perfect. Okay. We'll be back next week with the numbers that I just said. 146 to 155. Episode 13. Our penultimate episode. So exciting. And if you want to jump over to the awesomeladiesproject.com slash female and join in on the discussion, we've been having some amazing discussions with this book and I cannot wait to hear what you guys have to say about this, um, especially the inspiration cycle. I think that was a really great, great discussion. So let's talk about the inspiration cycle, guys. And we'll talk next week. Bye. <laughs>